Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Saturday night of me not being here when I plan on being here. A couple minutes late, I got all kinds of excuses, you know, but once again, it's just my normal self, so what can I say? Here's this. So, um, tonight's guest for the week was not able to make it. Um, she is not feeling a little under the weather and, you know, nobody wants to be on camera when they're sick. It just doesn't work out very well. So without knowing what to do, I reached out to some local, well, not local, but fellow paranormal enthusiasts with, with, uh, that we've been connected with other with Matt's show and such. And here I am stumbling through my words. What can I say? Maybe the cows are distracting me. But, uh, but anyways, our guest night was kind enough to save me and, and save you guys from having to <laughs> sit here and watch me just babble and babble and babble. Um, before we bring him on, I see he's ready to go. Um, I want to ask everybody to say a little silent prayer um, in our little neck of the woods until you a young girl under the age of five, I'm not going to give all kinds of details, um, fell into the river and they're not able to find her. So if we could reach out as far as we can and get prayers and, and hopefully it'll have a good outcome. Um, so if you could say a little quick silent prayer, silent prayer that'd be great. And uh, that this young girl will be able to be found safe and alive. Um, so without further ado, I'm going to welcome tonight's guest from Dead Creek Paranormal in Texas, um, William Pritchard. Hello, William. Hey, how's it going, Scott? It's been a day, I tell you. Um, work and trying oh. to cook and keep an eye on time, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, and yourself? It's been a busy day here, too. Oh, I'm doing yeah. pretty good. Just, uh, you know, it's been a busy day here, too. Just kind of, you know, uh, going through a situation that my family went through about a week or two weeks ago with my brother-in-law. And uh, we're still going through that, you know. But, you know, you, you got to, you got to, life goes on, brother. You know, you, you just got to keep on, keep on keeping on, man. You know, uh, that's what he would have wanted. Words of wisdom and, you know. Lots of healing energy to your family. I, I guess I missed something, and I apologize about that. Um, it's okay, bro. But I'm assuming healing energy should be sent your way no matter what, let alone any times needed. Um, I always give out uh, every day, everybody I come in contact with throughout my life, I mm -hmm. try to send a little positivity their way, if they know it or not. <laughs> but uh, Matt... Yeah. Well, you spoke to Matt several times, been on the show. He's saying, hey. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, Matt. How are you, how you doing, brother? I'm doing good. Are you able to see I'm the chat? I'm doing great. Uh, am I able to see? I'm able to see it. I got chat right here. All I got to do is press that button. Uh, okay. Yeah, there's chat right there. Sounds good. I okay. Sure. That yep. way, if not, I'd make sure that you got the, I'd pop it up on screen a little more. Thank you. I appreciate that, man. 
I'll, I'll uh, we won't let Matt capitalize on this. He likes to talk a lot, so we won't we won't keep putting his stuff up. Especially after the <laughs> I got last night. Where did you catch that show at all? No, no, sir. Uh, actually, uh, last night I I was a little under the weather. I was feeling kind of dizzy and lightheaded. My arm was hurting, so I decided to lay down and take a nap. But I'm a lot better today. Uh, my wife. Uh, my wife had uh, she had me going every everywhere in this in our little truck, so it kind of put a toll on me. But love you, baby. <laughs> yeah, trust me. If you don't see me a couple of days on Facebook, you know because you beat the snot out of me. So, but anyways, uh, that's, what, that's what a good one yeah. is for, right? That's right, man. That's right. I tell you what, right there, buddy. <laughs> that's right. I got, I got. Uh, you know, we're outside because you know the little you can see it right there trailer we're in man it's like living in a tin can you don't hardly get any uh tv channels but internet is almost impossible so that's why yeah. we're outside right now we're having to fight all the dang bugs but yeah no, if you see me no, doing please. this please tell me that ahead. you have ac in that uh, yes sir absolutely yeah. we got ac uh yes I've sir been in, um i've been in texas and i i know this time of year is pretty brutal with heat sometimes it can be, uh, it can be, although because of all the rain that we had, it's actually been below average. But then again, below average is like 98 degrees with uh, uh, humidity and heat index of 103. So, but it, it's been very uh, doable uh, from Texas standards. Let me just say that. Oh, I fully understand. Uh, I used to be a road truck driver, and I remember one time I was going through, I was in, I believe I was in Texarkana, and uh mm -hmm. I wasn't paying attention to weather. I had my my AC cranked in the truck going about. There you go. It was about 65 degrees. I stopped at a rest stop to use the restroom, and I stepped mm -hmm. out, and it was like a hammer to the chest, I tell you. The, the <laughs> that day yeah. was, uh, I believe it was like 101 that day with the oh, heat yeah. index. So it, we, we call that a Texas spring, man. That's, that's what we call it. We call it that, that's, that's a springtime in Texas there, man. I remember one year, uh, one year we had 110 degrees for the actual air temperature and the heat index was something like 125. That's when I lived in, my wife and I lived in Austin. Uh, that was a hot summer, man. That, that, that was a hot summer. That's when roaches melt on the pavement. I guarantee you that. But yeah. I mean, it was, it was tough, but yeah, but you know, Texas, Texans were used to it. If we don't have, Hot weather during the summertime, we freak out. We think the end of the world is coming or something like that. So, or the yeah, we're all good, man. I mean, you guys just hit that major cold snap there not too long ago. We did. We did. It got 19 degrees, uh, 19 degrees with the wind chill of five below, and it was five days. And we yeah. had snow. Literally, we had snow coming out everywhere. I got, I'm sorry. I got ants crawling on me now. So, yeah, it's like living out in the woods out here, man. But, um, but yeah, no, we, well, it, it, it varies in Texas. We got, uh, fire ants. We got the forester ants. We got the long little black ants and, you know, it just, we got them little ankle biters and I'm, I'm getting a bit a couple of times, but you know, I'm surviving. It's not nothing I can't deal with, man. Well, I appreciate um, you, you braving the elements to, to be on this show and save me. <laughs> well, you know, when when it comes, my wife knows that when it comes to the paranormal, man, that that's right in my wheel, my, my wheel well, man. I love talking about it, you know. Um, like I told you in chat earlier, 
uh, ever since I can remember, you know, five, six, seven years old, uh, I've always been following it. My brother actually showed me my first picture of Bigfoot and it scared the snot out of me as a kid. And then really? I found, uh, yes, sir, uh, in school, they had a buy book program there where you can go and buy books. Everybody was buying stuff like, you know, uh, name it, uh, Louisa May Alcott, buying stuff like Ernest Hemingway. Here I was buying the story about Bigfoot, Loch Ness, and ghosts, you know, and people look at me like I was nuts, but it, it's just something that has always fascinated me. And, you yeah. know, seeing the fact that I had my per first paranormal experience when I was uh, three years old, saw my great grand or was visited by my great grandfather and comforted by him. Uh, you know, ever since then, it's just kind of been a lifestyle for me, you know? So that's, that's like when yeah, I went you know, to the uh, book fairs, I was always buying goosebumps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those things, man, you know, and uh, I respect it uh, mainly because of my great-grandmother. She was a Native American. Uh, her grandmother was uh, full-blood Cherokee. I don't know what that makes me, but, you know, um, that's the lore in the family anyhow. <laughs> and um, it sitting at her knee when I was a kid, excuse me, sitting at her knee when I was a kid, she would tell me, First of all, she would tell me the stories about the Bible. She would tell me about Noah and the flood. She would tell me about Daniel and the lion's den. She would tell me about stories about Jesus. And then she would set all that down. And then she would start explaining to me Native American culture, Native American life, and how that the, the Indians respected the dead. And they saw them as actual ancestors there to help and guide. And... She told me that my entire life. So when we got into this field, we came in with a huge amount of respect. And also, I was taught at a young age to respect everybody, you know, that everybody is, everybody has their own story, but more importantly, everybody deserves respect because simply because they're human beings. And so that's just my makeup. We are living the dead. I'm going to respect you, man. You know, until you give me a reason not to, but yeah, I haven't no had that yet. For yeah. yeah, it's very rare in between that I find somebody that doesn't deserve basic respect. Right. Um, it has happened, but it's been very few in between. Now, uh, well, yeah. Now, I'm uh, kind of curious having a mix between the, uh, well, you say Bible, so Christian type religious right. and the Native American do you blend them both together when you're doing stuff, or is it just kind of lean on one, lean on the other? I, you know, I went to I went to seminary, so obviously I'm leaning toward the Christian belief. Um, I got a bachelor's in theology as well as also a bachelor's in psychology and philosophy, but that's, we'll just lay it lay that there. So I I, I lean more toward the Christian belief. I honestly do. Um, personally wise, if it wasn't for God, I wouldn't be here. You know, if it wasn't for God and wasn't for my wife, I wouldn't be here. Uh, and you hear that a lot of people say that cliche, brother, I mean it. And so, yeah, um, I, I have strong faith in my Lord Jesus Christ. Absolutely, man. You know, that's the second favorite thing I love talking about ghosts and Jesus, man. Uh, you know, uh. 
That's it's amazing it. how, how that, people, it's amazing how people feel that if you are heavily into religion, you cannot yeah. be into the paranormal and such. They don't see that there can be a connection. But like uh like one of our members and somebody who was on the show before, uh, Dale, mm-hmm. he he mm-hmm. he speaks of that so well on how they both go mm-hmm. hand in hand. That I mean, I Absolutely. had some doubts myself, and I talked to him, and he was able to to get me on oh. par. So um, it's good that you're pulling on that. I do believe that uh, without him, we'd be in some pretty him being uh, God. Uh, we'd be in some pretty right. bad situations while we're out doing this. I, I honestly think, and this is just opinion now, okay? Okay. And we're talking about God right now, not the paranormal. Correct. I honestly think that the reason why, the reason why our country hasn't gone completely and total titanic on us, meaning sinking, is because of the foundation that our forefathers and the people. Be, uh, below them, or I'm sorry, uh, after them have set for us. Now, this generation here, unfortunately, uh, has tried to do everything they can to get rid of uh, the uh, Judeo-Christian beliefs. But, and I want everybody to listen to me really carefully when I say this, prayer is powerful. And when you pray you, you may think that it's just going out and you're just speaking words and it's going out into the cosmos never to be whatever. I'm sorry, man. God hears every prayer you say. You may not get an answer right away or you may not get the answer you like. But it doesn't mean God does not hear your prayer. And, you know, it's one of those things that as this country was founded on Christian beliefs, I believe God is honoring that. And I think it's up to us. People like yourself, my wife, my in-laws, my nieces and nephews, and everybody else out there that's in the country that either are A, too afraid to speak out, or B, don't know how to get their voice out there. But I think it's up to us to spread the message. You know what? If we want to, re- if we want to stay afloat as a country, we're going to have to get closer back to him. And I don't mean to get political on you now, and I won't. Yeah, I'll, I'll say, we're we're going to let you finish what you're saying, and then we're going to kind of step away from that subject a little bit. Political. Do it, wise. man. Yeah. No, do it. Go ahead Go ahead and finish what you're saying. I, I'm good with that. Or are you done? Yeah. No, I'm yeah. done. I'm done. Oh, okay. Good? <laughs> no, I'd like to let people say, well, not whatever they like. But. Oh, and I, I respect the fact that, you know, you're giving me, you know, that, but this is a paranormal show. Just saying Jimmy Swagger. So let's get forward. <laughs> I, I do <laughs> want to ask if you've ever seen the movie or read the book, The Harbinger. I have not. Um, look it up. I'll try to find a link to it and send it to you. It's and before we get too far into all that kind of stuff, it's Mm -hmm. a very interesting outtake of uh, of uh, 9 11, the events of 9 11, and it was pretty much foretold in the Bible, and all the way down to the type of tree that was in front of the trade, uh, world trade, the two buildings there. It's been a Mm -hmm. long day. (laughs) Um, Don't worry about it, man. Believe it or not, there was actual a tree in front of the towers that fell and you know just mm-hmm. it's, it's a very interesting read it's called the harbinger 
Uh, they made a movie of it too. So, um, okay. I, I think once you get into it, you'll you'll be uh, amazed at the the uh, comparison between uh, New York City and uh, Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. Um, it, believe it, it or not, sad to I was, say, but true. As I was reading that book, and this was good seven years ago. As I was reading the mm-hmm. book, I put it down and started researching it because I couldn't believe that what they were saying in this book was factual mm-hmm. and not just opinion. And believe mm-hmm. it or not, everything that was said and such was was pretty dead on. So if you get a chance to check it yeah. out. Um, from there, I'm gonna, I see we're getting more viewers coming in. Guys, feel free to drop a question. You'll oh, notice... Oh. If you paid attention before this, mm-hmm. uh, William here is not a woman <laughs> who the guest was. Thank God. To uh, the thumbnail still. When I woke up this bit. morning, it wasn't like that. <laughs> uh, the thumbnail I'm going to have to switch out. I didn't have time today. It's going to show uh, the guest. So yeah. it, it's not the same look. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll yeah. get her. If on. you were expecting a woman. All I got to say about that, Matt, I'm sorry, Scott, if you were expecting a woman, surprise! <laughs> no, <laughs> no, just <doubt>. playing. <laughs> no doubt. Um, yeah, she's, yeah, she plans on coming on. We'll get her on. She's a very interesting person. She's yeah. been on two uh, awesome. paranormal shows. Uh, paranormal Witness, awesome. I, I know she was on that show, from actually a house here in Tidyuk that's not too far from me. And the other place was she was in, I think the show was called Haunted Hospitals or Paranormal Hospital or something like that, uh, where okay. things happen inside in a hospital. So that's a future okay. show. That doesn't have nothing to do with now other than the thumbnail of her might still be up. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, and I can't wait to hear it. Hopefully it'll be on next week or the week after, and I'll be more than happy to sit there and, you know, uh, oh. join in and everything. In two weeks, we do these shows every two weeks. Um, in two okay. weeks, you might really want to pay attention because I believe I have that booked. It's I gotta cement it. If that is mm-hmm. the case, we're gonna have uh, Dr. Dale Hate back on again. Oh, nice! And so that's one I don't know if you caught the first time he was on, but he's mm-hmm. one that I'm sure you would do well with listening because yep. he's got doctrines and theology and. And all oh, that. wonderful! So, wonderful. Um, it, and if you haven't watched it, go back through the YouTube YouTube videos and find them. And I think you'll enjoy rewatching that show yourself. I yes, mean, sir. I encourage everybody to go back and watch shows, but I would point that one out for you personally. So awesome! I will. Now you said that you were kind of brought into the paranormal at a very young age and studying it and right. so forth. Um, what? Right. Why, well, before we get too far, some of these folks on here that are watching might not be aware of who you are and your team and such. So if you'll take a moment and explain. We just jumped right in like everybody in the world knows who you are. Well, you know, and I do have a lot of friends, and but uh, at the same time frame, I do apologize. You know, you never start a conversation without introducing yourself. <laughs> so let's go there. My name is Will Pritchard. I go, my name is actual name is William David Pritchard. Uh, my pen name is W.D. Pritchard, as it says there on the little screen. 
Um, I'm from San Antonio, Texas. Um, I started off as a, a paranormal enthusiast. And later on, uh, both my wife and I uh, lived in a couple of places that were had activity. I won't really call them haunted, but it was just things that just happened with bumping the night and everything like that. And my wife asked me out of desperation, she goes, honey, am I crazy? And I said, I'm going to do everything I can in the world to prove it to you that you're not. Because I believe, and she does too now, you know, I'm not going to say she doesn't. I do believe that there's something with this thing about the afterlife. Why a ghost are around, don't know. Um, I'm not no physicist, nor am I a parapsychologist, can't answer that. But I do know things go up in the night. And so that's why we started our team, Dead Creek Paranormal. Uh, Dead Creek actually comes from uh, where we were living in Austin, uh, which was by Shoal. We lived by Shoal Creek, and Shoal was an Indian word for dead. So um, we decided to go that route, and that's why we started our team. Uh, do we investigate right now? No, we haven't been investigating the field for, oh, God, almost five years. That was because of economic hardships. Uh, and physical hardships, both of us, uh, I was diagnosed with uh, congestive heart failure, and my wife type 2 diabetes. So we kind of felt like, hey, it's time for us to take care of ourselves because uh, you can't help anybody when you're sick, you know. Yeah. And so we decided to take care of ourselves, but we still kept in touch with all of our friends and the teams that were going out and everything. And then, boom, here comes here, here's the, the pandemic, and then everybody's not doing nothing because you can't, you know, you're on lockdown. Right. And so I feel for the people who were living in situations where they were going through, let's say, a haunting or whatnot, and nobody can come to your house. You know, not even a priest was going to come to your house because guess what? The local government wouldn't do it. Right. So, you know, what do you do? You know, you turn to people who are online and answer questions for you and stuff like that. So I always made myself available. I still make myself available. People have questions about paranormal and stuff like that. And, if I can't answer it, I'm going to tell you up front. I'm not going to BS you, you know. Um, that's just the way I am. You know, if I got an answer for you, I'll say, well, you know what? It could be this. But if I don't know, I'm going to say, man, maybe you better go somewhere else because I just don't know. And I, I think people appreciate that more in the long run. Right. Because if you try, yeah. to, blow, if you try to blow smoke up the skirt, um, that's not good. And no, in the long run, no, it, it does. It makes the it makes the field look bad, but it also makes you look bad, you know. It's like I told you in chat, man. I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer, and I don't pretend to be, you know. Uh, I'm just a regular man, you know. You have PR. You're, um, uh, you're pretty laid back, and I, you know, I'm very comfortable to speak with. Thank you. Um, thank you. Uh, now I'm going to go ahead and and talk to a couple of these little little comments. Uh, Matt saying I'm stealing his guests, but I don't think he's paid you yet, so no. we'll, take, we'll, we'll bring you aboard. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, he's saying about the woman con comment, and uh, he's bringing up Thailand. <laughs> hey, you know what? Uh, see, Matt, okay, paranormal consultant. Okay, Matt, I was going to go there, but see, I decided not to. I decided to take the high road. And said, yeah, you know, if you've expected a man, a woman, it's a man. Yeah, I'm a date in uh, Thailand. Yeah, I, I was going to go there, but well, I decided not to. <laughs> I decided not to. And, and trust me, working downtown San Antonio, mm. I have seen a lot of them guarantee it, you know, so, yeah. Well, I'm sure. Um, 
Yeah. Another thing. Another thing. Uh, hey, uh, Lee Baldwin. Hey, how you Lee. doing? Lee's our uh, one of our co-founders of Watts. Oh, nice. Uh, nice. We've been able actually. Uh, this is the first one you tuned in on. I believe it was me and Lee speaking the one night on his porch. Cool. Is that not the cool. one you joined? You watched? Uh, absolutely. That's the one where you guys were drinking shots, I believe, and we were talking <laughs> and talking theology and stuff. That that's the first. You know, that was that that was a great impression because it shows me that you guys are really laid back and you were cool and. I was like, you know, man, I, I hope he gets me on a show one day. And when you said, hey, anybody available? I'm like, hey, man, I'm your Huckleberry. Cause, you sure well, enough did. Yeah, I mean, I just, it's not that I sit on Facebook and wait for people to talk to me. I, I got more of a life than that. But uh, it's one of those things I, I love talking about this, you know. And I think it's important for us to try to push the field and try to make it as legitimate as possible, you know. Oh, um, I'm sorry, go ahead. I just said, oh, definitely. I was agreeing with you. Um, yep. I was just sitting back thinking one of these days it'd be great to to find, like, central states for everybody just to kind of converge on and, and mm. just make a night out of it, <laughs> camping or something. Uh, that would be uh, awesome. That would be awesome. Maybe, like, you know, do a haunted house one night and then a Bigfoot investigation the next night. You know, that would be something I'd like to do. You know, I, I think that would be fun. I mean, you know, between, I love the outdoors. Between uh, my show and Matt's show, we're building up quite the the list of people here. And and That's wonderful. the great thing about it is is people from all walks of life. Right. Yeah. Well, that's Pretty good. That, that's what you want. You, because... Life is boring when you just have one group of individual to talk to all the time. You got the, the the best way you sharpen your intelligence and your intellect is you talk to people who don't have the same opinion as you. Because either you can learn something or maybe hopefully teach them something. I mean, that's just what life's about. And but it's great having people from all walks of life. That's wonderful, you know, because uh, that's the kind that's the kind of audience that you want. You know, you, you really do, and I. I Man, kudos to you and Matt. Y'all do a great job. I got to tell you, you that. You do a great job. And I'm not just saying that to BS you, brother. I really mean it deep down from my heart. I really appreciate that. Sometimes it's hard to keep doing this with uh, when you feel like you're not really growing and, you know, and whatnot. But, Trust me. I've done, I done, I done podcasting for two and a half years. And, you know, you always hit that bump. And... I don't know. I guess it's because of just the com competitiveness of it. You don't hardly ever get any uh, compliments in that field. And I think that's the change. I think if, if somebody's doing a good job, I really honestly think that that person should be told that they're doing a good job. Bottom line in, in a sentence, you know, um, that's just the way it is. So, yeah, that, that's my feelings on it. Well, I, I mean, I'm not going to BS uh, the, the group of people that tune in every week and and the new people that are coming on uh, are wonderful. They're showing lots of support and, uh, you know, they're showing Matt lots of support on his channel. We're, you know, it's just awesome. Um, so definitely not complaining. So All right. Um, All right. Now, uh, 
you surprised me when you said, and I couldn't even imagine, said that you're on a show that lasted for five hours. I was. Uh, if <laughs> I can find, if I can, if, if, if I can find a link to it, I will send it to you. Um, it's one of those things when I was doing my radio, my podcast, I wanted to create something that was completely different. And so on my radio show, I would have breaks. Uh, I would do audio where I would get some of the best classic rock that was, you know, at that point, 40, 50 years old, and I would play it. And, and I would do that kind of like give people a little bit of variety to listen to. But on this particular show that we were doing, we were testing out. I was testing out a new microphone. We were testing out new software. And we just talked for five and a half hours. Yeah. I mean, literally, we started at 7 o'clock in, in the evening at San Antonio time. And we didn't end until midnight 30. And <laughs> it was five and a half hours long. Frankly, if you, if you, if you ever get a chance to find Frank Lee, uh, look him up and ask him about the five and a half hour show he did with Will Pritchard, and he'll be like, "Yeah, I, I remember that. Frankly. I do." Now, frankly, was the gentleman, and he had a podcast, and it was on Paranormal Keen Radio Network. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to, you know, drop that. Um, uh, why enough? They don't have a problem. I don't have a problem. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and uh, you know, it's one of those things. I still have the show links. Uh, you know, as a matter of fact, I listen to them from time to time. I, I hate listening to myself talk. Uh, I really yeah. do. You know, I, I can't stand it or watch a video or anything. I just can't. I, I can't do it. I don't know why, but I, I hate listening to myself talk. And I, I even hate. Go ahead. In our minds, we have a totally different perception of who and what we sound like. Right, right, when it's right. On camera, you don't. It's unfiltered. It is what it is. Um, that's why I hate yep. editing these videos. It's so easy for me to help Matt get his edited because it's not me. I could go through it. And right. It's good. Me, it takes me forever. Um, yeah. Matt, give it the best shot. <laughs> I think we can handle it. And yeah. he, he's uh, saying that you're a great guest, and I agree. Yeah. And uh, I got an idea, if you don't mind me saying this real quick. Nope. Uh, Matt, you're saying challenge accepted, um, and I'm assuming you mean the five hours. I have an idea, and you kind of gave okay. me this idea today, um, William, is uh, okay. drop our link on one of our shows or both of our shows or whatever the case may be, and just for five-plus hours, we just let anybody and everybody on, and we just kind of – Treat everybody as individual guests. <laughs> you know, here, here's the thing, and this is one thing you got to remember. When you're in a group, I, we, it could be strangers, right? Doesn't have right. to be somebody you know. Doesn't have to be your first cousin. Doesn't have to be your brother, sister, or whatever. But when you meet somebody that has the exact same mindset that you do, I'll give you an example, okay? We've been at it now for 32, going on 33 minutes. And it, it seems like it was like five or six minutes. Really? Oh, <laughs> and the reason why that is, is because we're, we're both like-minded. We both love talking about the same subject. Time gets away from you. You know, oh. I, I know that I know that when we were, when we had our little podcast thing going on, you didn't have the, 
you know, how many minutes you've already been on. So it was kind of hard to tell, hey, man, we've been here for, you know, I looked down at my screen. I'm like, my God, five and a half minutes have already passed. We didn't want to get off, but the other gentleman, Frank, was retired from the Air Force. The other gentleman had to go to work the next morning, and it was like two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> he was going to get like three hours sleep. It was time and to do it. it. Was just, yeah, it was time to get off at that point. So, now, hey, man, I'll be more than happy to, you know, if you want to try to five and a half hours, break the break, break the chain, man. You know, go for it, dude. It won't be a test show. It'll be a live show. But, yeah, <laughs> most definitely yeah. five and a half hours. Why not? <laughs> Heck, yeah. That, uh, that's something that. You might notice I changed this, and that's because of this person here. Yes, sir. Every other week. Saturday night. You know what that means. Every other weekend, that's right. Well, you change uh, your fedora. Well, no, he made oh. this for me. Uh, oh, bless his heart. Jason, hello, Jason. Uh, that's uh, very good. You're very then, talented, Jason. He's, he goes by JWoww, and, uh, okay. and he was on Matt's show last night, and he was busting my chops wow. for not having this on. <laughs> okay, so, so you, you wanted to make sure that you put it on. There you go. I wanted it to be known that I, I put it on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Right, right. He's uh he's another member of our group. Uh, yes, sir. Wasps. But we're so. all one big happy family. You know, uh a lot of the people that were on there, like um a lot of people that are on there, Glenn, I believe is one of them, Glenn Glaylock. Uh we become good friends and you know, we share comments back and forth and we've gone beyond, you know, the show which is great. And, you know, it's, it's all about meeting people that have the same, you know, interest that you do when it comes into the paranormal. And that is in the heart of paranormal unity, really, if you think about it. Um, I, I wish that other people, you know, and I'm not, I haven't encountered anybody that, that have, you know, didn't have that type of attitude, but, you know, you hear horror stories about it and, I don't know. You, you, you know, it's like the old saying here in Texas, believe half of what you see and none of what you hear. So I don't know. I, I, believe, there, things. I believe there's people out there. I mean, it's oh, yeah. everywhere. You, you know, anything you do, you're always going to have that. Um, yeah. We stumbled across a team up here that kind of mm -hmm. gave us a hard time when we first started. And uh, right. we kind of moved along from that. And uh, the whole the whole secret to it, because I did stand up comedy for four years. Um, the whole secret to it is, is being being persistent, right? Um, and and following your dream, if you got one. Uh, it's one of those things that, in my case, I have bills to pay. Uh, stand up comedy didn't pay any bills at all. I think I earned forty dollars out of it. So it wasn't something that I was going to feed my wife with, uh, you know, at that point in time in my life. So I had to go to work. And it just one of those things that I had to weigh. Is this something I want to do for the rest of my life? And then when I, I what was really my decision about that is when I saw the drugs and everything in the background. And I'm like, that's not me, man. I, I, that, that's not me. I, I just want to get up there and make people laugh. I, I don't want to have to do it because I got you know, LSD running through my veins. And I'm like, that ain't me. I ain't going to do that. So I decided, you know, 
I, I worked with the same stage as Tommy Chong. It was my last night performed, got up there and killed it. And I said, I can die a happy man. I did it, you know. But the one thing That's... I got to say is nobody, and I do mean nobody, can take that away from me because I did it for four years. I wasn't good at it, I'll be honest with you. I stunk. <laughs> they say I died because I did. I died a lot of times. But getting back to that, no, how that, it relates is that quite, you just got to keep doing it. Oh, I agree. Now, that's quite the name drop there. Uh, did you get to kind of converse with uh, Tommy there? Or was well, it, he's, it was, he's in his room it, and don't, don't bother him. It, it was it was one of those situations where I was working a um, I was working a midnight show that was kind of like an open mic, and yeah. he was there that night. So I got to work here. the same. Yeah, I got to work the same stage right after him. I got to work the same stage. Awesome. So whether 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 you open or not, you got to work the same stage as a celebrity. Oh, put that out there. Wear wear it like a badge, because oh, you know. Yeah, it's it, it's a good it's a big thing. It, it impresses people sometimes, and some people could care less. But hey, I did it, and it's something I can say that I done. You know. Yeah. But well, um, you know, as long as you're happy with it, that's the biggest thing. You know, and so many people get so frustrated with it. You know, and so many people get so frustrated with the fact that it's not going anywhere. I've always been the type of person that you know what I'll try it for a little while, and if it's not me. I'm not going to put, I'm not going to, you know, uh, waste no more time with it. Although I still have dreams at night that I'm doing stand up comedy. At least this time I got clothes on in the dreams. But hey, it's one of those things that, it's one of those things that, you know, I'm proud of myself that I did it. You know, it's like going to college. Um, the, the reason, okay, all right. I grew up with epilepsy and the doctors told me I would never be able to live a normal life. The doctor told me, you'll never be able to use your mind. You'll always have to work with your hands. And I said, you know what? I'm going to prove you wrong. And so I went and I got three bachelor's degrees. And that's why I did it. You know, uh, my dad didn't support me, unfortunately. But that's okay. I still love him. I'm not going to talk ill of the dead. But I went out there and I did it. I studied my butt off. And I got three bachelor's degrees in four years. So, you know. That's impressive. Uh, I, I, um, like I said, though, I'm not the star smartest knife in the drawer, so I'm shocked, actually, that it happened. You know? <laughs> I'm shocked you even let me in the doors, but, yeah, I got there. I got them. back and uh, think about everything that you've accomplished and just amazed by yourself? I'm not done. No. There, there's more that I want to do. I mean, I, I want, you know, I really want to be a writer. I want to, uh, I, and it's not so much an ego thing of me. I, it's not because I want to see my name in bright lights or that stuff. That, that's not me, uh, Scott. I want to do it because I want to prove Dr. McFarlane wrong. I want to prove that damn Dr. Wrong that said I couldn't do it. Is he still alive? And if he's still alive, I hope so. Because when he is, when I have my first book printed, I'm going to go there and I'm going to give it to him and say, here, you can have this for free. You said I could never do it. I'm proving you wrong. Well, speaking of you know, that, this is a great segue. Matt's asking. Want to hear about my book? Okay. Well, um, I, right now I'm just writing stories. And I, I, I love books that have a lot of short, uh, short stories in them, you know, because I got a really small attention span that, that, that comes with the uh, epilepsy. 
I can't stay focused on a book. You know, I'll read it for a few minutes, and if it doesn't catch my attention, I'll, 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 I'm going to pick it up again. So I want to write a book that has short stories that will grab people in like 5,000 words or less, right? And I want to write a series of them. And so right now what I'm doing is I'm putting together short stories and I'm putting out there and seeing what kind of response I get. Uh, and that's why I joined vocal.com or vocalmedia.media so I could write my short stories and put it out there. And so far, the two ones that I've gotten, Conversation with the Ghost and the other one, uh, The Storyteller, that has come out uh, pretty successful. I got, you know, uh, uh, double, double digits of reads in both. I'm sorry? That was, what site was that again? I'm sorry, vocal, vocal? like vocal.media. Vocal. And dot media. That. And if you type in my name, William David Pritchard, you'll come up. I think I sent you the link. If not, I'll send it to you after the show. All right. But yeah, I've got, so far I've got comprised approximately about three stories in the realm of the paranormal that I want to do. Uh, and the reason why is because I'm writing another one right now that's going to be seven parts. It's called Ghosts in the Park. And so I'm developing that one from, it's about, it's a story about Resurrection Mary. That one's going to be in the book for sure. Uh, another one that I'm going to write after I'm done with this, I've already got the title. So uh, I like save it to my phone so that way I can remind myself, hey, buddy, you got to write this. Uh, it's going to be called Witch in the Water. And that's, that, I think that's going to be a cool, uh, that's going to be a cool story. Um, but conversation with the ghost is not a made up story. It actually happened. I actually had a conversation with a female that I believe was a female that was believed that was killed by Walter Emmerich uh, in 19 in February, 1968 in San Antonio, Texas at the Sharon and Gunter hotel. And the reason why I believe it's this girl is because the girl woman I talked to is a spitting image of the picture that I saw of her. And I haven't been able to find a picture online yet, but when I do, I'll, I'll post it. But on, okay. on top of that, she also meets all the criteria if you read about his victim it was a blonde haired woman didn't even know her name and the conversation conversation took place in february i believe it was 2013 and in texas you have to understand some years february it's not going to be cold up up north like where you guys live and a little bit beyond texas you're going to get a little bit of colder temps, but down here, especially in the deep south in San Antonio, where we're at, you're going to be lucky if, if in February you hit 40 degrees, 30 degrees, maybe for maybe one or two nights. So this right. particular morning, it really wasn't all that cold, but it was foggy. It was always beautiful, 3 o'clock. I love it when it's foggy and cold and cool, you know. It, it, it's just it, that, that's perfect ghost hunting weather, right? Um, and, and so it, you know, it, it, it does and I, this woman just uh, you know come out of nowhere and we just started talking uh, talking about the weather you know I mean what else does a married man uh, at that time frame 19 years talk about right and then she asked me a really weird question like what year is it and I told her she said it's 2013 and then she asked a big one she said where did he leave me and I'm like, 
immediately I kind of, <clears throat> excuse me, immediately I knew who I was talking to. And I knew that I wasn't talking to somebody that was of this realm. Right. And I, I just told her, I said, look, honey, I said, I don't know who you are. I don't know what he done to you. I don't know anything uh, about that, but you don't have to stay here. And before I could finish that, she shook her head and she ran off and she said, no, I, I have to find me. Hmm. She said, I have to find me. She was now, Scott, that was a little weird, right? And yeah, it gets that. weirder. It, it gets weirder. So I'm standing. You, you'd have to almost see. I think I got pictures of it. There's pillars going up and down, right? And I'm standing on literally the street corner. <clears throat> and she takes off. And she's, she's jogging, obviously. And with that, I mean, just like turning like that, Scott, like five, less than five seconds. It's like a millisecond. Turn in like that. Dude, she was gone. I, I checked around. I checked around on the, um, around the pillars. I went to the front of the building. I mean, if someone's jogging, you're going to see them. You're going to run into them again. Chances are you're going to hear them. And, and there was nothing. It gets oh, wow. weirder than that. It gets weirder than that. So about an hour later, the sun's finally starting to come up. Uh, you know, honestly, I'm sorry. I say an hour later. That's the way I put it in the story. But it was really about maybe four hours later, seven o'clock in the morning. But what I do remember is the sun was starting to come up because you could see it coming through the buildings, right? Right. And I was looking across the street at the Sharon Gunter Hotel, and I'll, I'll share pictures of that as well as also the other thing that I was talking about. I, I was looking at the Sharon and Gunter Hotel. I see her again. People walking down the sidewalk. She's running in between the people. Okay, now here's the funny thing. No one gets out of her way. When, when you're jogging, people will get out of your way. Oh, That's the one. first thing I noticed that was, that was weird. The second thing that I noticed is weird, Scott. She had no legs, brother. Wow. It was just a ghost from waist up to the head, a torso. There was no legs. Now, As she passed this one gentleman in a gray suit, a cloud of smoke came up, grabbed her, and she disintegrated into the sidewalk. And that was now, it. It was over. How long did it take you to to fully comprehend and process that? Can I be honest? Sure. When she said where did he leave me? I knew I was, I knew I was, I, at that point, I knew I was already talking to a ghost. Yeah. So, so it, when, when I saw her across the street, it basically confirmed my, my, it confirmed my suspicions. So you, that pretty she much, was not of this world. It, it was pretty much immediate. You understood the situation and. Yeah, I was, I was already, I was already understanding the situation of what was going on. She was not of this realm. And it was just a question that she asked because that's an off the ball. That's an off the wall question. Right. I mean, if you're, if you're in a strange city and your husband drops you off, you're going to tell somebody that you come across to, Hey, you're going to tell them your whole story. My husband dropped me off. I don't know where I'm at. Blah, 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 blah. Because why? Because that's the way humans are. I know that's the way humans are because I worked security for 30 years. I've talked to people in that kind of distress before. Mm -hmm. Now, 
this woman comes up and just says out of the blue, what year is it? Where did he leave me? It's kind of weird because, I mean, she looked like a normal person, right? Like my wife, solid as can be. There was just something odd about that conversation that I felt in my gut that I was going to be okay saying, you know what? You don't have to stay here. You can move on, honey. You know, and that's but not the first time. Ready. Sir? She wasn't ready. You know what? I got a theory. I, I have a theory about that. Okay. Now, I don't know if the two are connected, but I have a theory about that. And the theory is this. And it goes back to what happened in 1968. So one of the police theories, and I read briefly some of the police reports, uh, at, at least not, I didn't re read the reports themselves, but I read the article from the newspaper. Mm -hmm. One one of the theories is that he cut her up and he dumped her body in the local river. Now, that lends credence, and I'll tell you why. Because the San Antonio River is split in channels, okay? It's not just one wind, winding river. It's split in channels, and it has yeah. been since about 1910, 1912, okay? So, I've seen it. Three, so three, three blocks away, which I was on Houston Street, if you go right over to Travis Street, that's about right at three blocks, three or four blocks away from the hotel, depending on which direction you come from. Mm -hmm. There is a secluded part of the San Antonio River there with the bridge. Bridge has been there since 1905, except 1968, so it was already there. If you go a little bit further up, opposite way on St. Mary's, again, about three blocks, you're going to hit another bridge right there at College Street off of St. Mary's. And you go down, guess what? There's a bridge there and there's water. So I, I honestly think that Emmerich, in the middle of the night, made several different trips, maybe the same place, maybe all over. But either way, that girl is all over San Antonio. Where? I have no idea, but she's all over San Antonio. Wow. Now, it's ironic. It's ironic that the building, the second building I work at, right behind it, right on Travis Street, there has been about 10 to 15 different murders. Suicide, drownings happen right at that intersection. Now, here's something else. They were all males. <laughs> and every Sorry. one of them, every one of them was an Emmerich. And what I mean by that is they were a drifter and somebody who was on the opposite end of the law. Mm -hmm. So I think she's trying to find Emmerich and do to him what she done to him. But unfortunately, she won't because he killed himself uh, three days after he killed her. He killed oh, himself. He killed himself over at the Emily Morgan Hotel. And ironically, it wasn't room 636. It was room 656. He would have gotten room 636, but he was already occupied. He was very upset about that. So he had to take 656. When the San Antonio police caught up to him, he had already sliced his throat, quote, unquote, sliced his throat. They suspect foul play there, too. Then again, if you're that kind of individual and, you know, San Antonio is known for a lot of things that I won't go into over the air. Uh, if you get up with the wrong person, yeah, you're going to get a Colombian necktie. No doubt. Or maybe she had something to do with it. Yep. Maybe she kept torturing him until he finally 
took care of himself. Yep. Either way, <laughs> either way, the body was never found. Number one and number two, you 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 don't don't know any information because Emmerich himself was dead. So it's one of those things that it just remains unknown. Let's fast forward to 2013. Well, who maybe, better uh, who better to tell you? Sorry. No, I was just gonna say maybe you could bring some equipment or something there, or or hook up with a group and go there and uh, see if maybe you could get some answers. I, you know, I, I would love to. My wife and I go over there one night. I, w- I would love to go it around. <clears throat> I would love to go around midnight to two, three o'clock in the morning. Not because that's when it's active, but because that's when there's hardly anybody on the street. Uh, and especially at that corner. And I would love to go out there and try to do that. I think that would be great. You Make know, I know that there's activity in and around that area, but you have to remember San Antonio, much like any, any, any hotspot, you name it. Um, Gettysburg, um, Alcatraz, you, you name it. San Antonio is a lot like that because, well, let's face it, we had a battle of the Alamo here. And where I worked at was right there downtown. Okay? It was the epicenter. So it's one of those things that, yeah, it, it, it's very active. I mean, there's a lot of places downtown that are. And I can say that I've had the privilege of working security in a lot of the buildings downtown. So I can tell you. Now, did I experience everything every day of the whole 29 years that I worked downtown? No. Probably not. No. But when I did, it left an imprint in my mind. And that's what I'm doing now. I'm telling the stories, you know. But uh, at any rate. I can't uh, wait to read and hear about it. Hear more. Well, thank you, sir. You caught my attention, that's for sure. (laughs) Well, thank um, you, sir. You know, and uh, let's get I, to the I, comments for a second, okay? Because I'm really enjoying our conversation, but I guess you know we we should check in over here once in a while. <laughs> Every once in a while, it'd be nice. <laughs> and uh, Matt saying, and I agree, we all we all have that faith in you. Yeah, um, thank you. Jason is, uh, and I've seen some of his work. He does great work. Um, oh, cool. He's just got to get a little more confidence in himself, I think. And you know, he's do it, man. Jason, let me tell you something. Do it, brother. Do it. You know, don't don't let anybody tell you you can't, Jason. Because you know what, man. Sometimes you have to rely on the only person that will ultimately, uh, uh, um, um, that will ultimately uh, seal your fate, and that's yourself. If you give up, then you'll never know. You know, so uh, just keep on at it, man. Keep on at it. You know, I've got a lot of, of course, negative things around me, you know, people that are, are, are telling me, but I got my biggest hero, my biggest fan sitting right there. Her name is Melissa. We all need And, uh, and she, she is, she, she's my cheerleader. We all need You that. know, and, and I tell you what, I, I tell you what, man, she is, um, <clears throat> She's a saint. Um, yeah, you are, babe. Uh, I tell you, you know, when I went doing, I did stand up comedy 
course, you know, you, you reflect on the only only thing that you have coming in, and that's your marriage. A lot of jokes were about her. She was the she was the one laughing, and the audience the, the loudest. Of course, when I got home, she beat the snot out of me. But you know, hey, oh, yeah. that's all part of the thing, right? She wasn't she wasn't laughing at you. She was laughing at how much fun she was gonna have later beating the oh. tire. <laughs> actually, no, no. See, she's a little bit more cunning than that. Actually. She was the one who would make me chocolate XX brownies. Mm. I tell you, I had a few of them a couple of nights. Yeah, sure did. <laughs> By God. And I always say, oh, man, I got to have seconds, baby. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, now, is this correct? <laughs> Scrolling down at the bottom of the screen. Did I type that out right? Vocal.media.com. William David Pritchard. Right. Yes, sir. All right. Now, if those were you guys weren't paying attention, you look him up on Vocal Media with his name there, and you'll get his works, and you know, show him a little love there. I don't know if you can leave yeah. comments or anything. I've never been to the site, um, uh, but the more obviously, the more attention you get there, the more your stuff is going to be bumped towards the top, right? Right, exactly. And you know. Um, I got a couple of challenges that I submitted to, so that'll help me out as well. But I'm just trying to get my name out there, man, you know, and th this would be a great way of doing it uh, if everybody can visit that. If, if you don't want to, that's fine. That's cool. You know, I totally understand that I, because I know we all got lives to do and families and things. But if you can, I'd appreciate that. You know, it comes from the bottom of my heart. And the first thing I want to say, if you've read any of my stuff on Facebook, you know, it's not perfect. Please forget the typos. I got a broken wrist, baby. So the way I'm typing is I'm typing with a, uh, a speech uh, app on my phone, and sometimes it doesn't hear everything, and I don't catch every typo. So I'm sorry, you know, but that's just the way it's going right now. But it'll get better as soon as this thing heals up. So Yeah, definitely. But anyways, you know, uh, it's just the way it is. Uh, I think yeah, people are not yeah, – I don't think people are expecting perfection. Um well, I know Stephen King, man. I'm no Stephen King, guarantee you that. I, I kind of equate, I kind of equate my writing ability with what you see on the wall in a truck stop bathroom. That's what I equate <laughs> <laughs> my writing. I, I would be, I would uh, really love to see Stephen King's rough draft before he sends it to a proofreader. I bet you he has all kinds of. Uh, uh, typos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it would be fun to read them on the air, too. Everybody get a really good kick out of it. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, did, did you know he goes by yeah. a different name, too? I'm sorry, what was that again? You know he has another pen name, too, than Stephen King? No, W.D. Pritchard. That's the one that I use. Um, and no, there's I'm a talking, long, there's a long. I'm talking about uh, Stephen King. Oh, does he go by another pen name? He I does. think he does. Uh, he does. He goes by one or two or more, but yeah. Um, it depends uh, on what he writes. It's uh, Richard Bachman. Oh, okay. Uh, I'll have to check that out. His, his I, one, I wonder. His one book that's really good by his other pen name is called Desperado. No, I believe that's okay. what it is. And that's, well, I, I would, I'm sorry. Go ahead, sir. That's a, that's a really good book. Um, actually, yeah. I believe they made a movie out of it, and I'm trying to remember the name of it. They gave it mm -hmm. credit to Stephen King, but it was really written under his pen name. Oh, okay. 
Well, yeah. I guess, yeah, I, I guess my co-founder, Richard Buckman, yeah, that uh, hasn't said nothing the whole show, and he wants to come through and try to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Matt has a question for you. Uh, okay. What's the what's the worst part? You don't need to see that. What's the worst part of being <laughs> yeah. his mediocre show? What what, well, what was the worst? <laughs> that's how I wrote all right. it. All right, so that's how you wrote it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, Matt, I got to say, and Scott, I'm going to say this, and again, this kind of comes from my heart, bro, brothers, I should say, that I had a wonderful experience on Matt's show. I wish it would have gone a little longer, and I've had a wonderful experience on this show. Uh, it's, not just the, it's not just the subject, but it's the person that I'm talking to, man. Um, you know, you, you've made me feel really at home and you made me feel like my story matters. And that's two things, two things. Good shot of my, uh, good shot of my caster. Two things <laughs> that you cannot teach in podcast school, because if you don't got it, you don't got it. And it's one of those things that I can't say nothing negative about Matt because yeah. it was fun. And if anyone, if everyone asked me if there's anything negative about this, I'd say, man, there was nothing negative about this. It was fun. You know, really honestly, it. it is like talking to my brother, you know, uh, or my uncle. Uh, that's how I feel that comfortable, you know. That's a compliment. I really appreciate that. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Worst part subjecting you to Scott's show. <laughs> oh my god oh god no man no bro no it i'm just i'm just upset that i don't have i'm just upset that i don't have any johnny walker here or some you know uh i'm just no. i don't know jd or anything we could do a shot together but outside of that man no i'm it, really it, bummed it, out because i have fireball i uh, have my I my Lucky Charms flavored beer that I made. Oh and I boy! Can't drink none go. of it because I'm on antibiotics because I got bit by a spider or something yesterday, and they say you shouldn't drink oh. alcohol while taking antibiotics. What kind of spider did you get bit by, brother? No clue. <laughs> I, I'm assuming it happened while I was asleep. Oh man, that mm -hmm. was throughout the day. I I worked the day, and as mm -hmm. I went, they just kept. Getting swollen, more swollen. My hands swell up, and whew. so I said, "Well, it's funny. I could wait till Monday and mm. go to the clinic." And my yeah. other said, "No, you're not." <laughs> yeah. it, it's funny, man, um, because in the beginning of it, right in the beginning of it, uh, you can't really tell whether it's a brown recluse or um, a uh, um, black widow. Because they're both similar. The only way that you'll know it's a brown recluse is if the flesh around the wound starts to deteriorate and fall apart. That's right. the only way you'll know it's a brown recluse because that's what their poison does. Um, the, um, what you call it, the black widow, it attacks your central nervous system. So if, you know, if, if you didn't have any problems there, then we could yeah, lean towards, you know, maybe the brown recluse. Well, I'm not thinking of saying of the above. I'm, we got different odds and ends mm -hmm. and spiders around here, and I've seen them. 
and I've, and then I could be either or. And uh, I'm just suing well, in the well, middle what, what of the night. Yeah, I'm assuming that just in the middle of the night, I must have brushed my hand against the spider and it reacted something. Yeah. You know? Um, what, what part of the uh, world you're in Kentucky, right? Or, or no, you're in Pennsylvania, right? Uh, you're kind of right. Yeah. Pennsylvania. <laughs> Are you? In, yeah. I'm in Pennsylvania. I'm up by the New York I'm sorry, man. I, I <laughs> Pennsylvania. Well, yeah. it, it could, it could, it could have been a wolf spider too, you know, cause you guys have those up there uh, more predominantly than we do down here in central Texas, but right. we've got, Oh man, we we've got black black widows here and brown recluses here, and um, yeah. we even got black scorpions here. We don't have the scorpions, but we have the other stuff, and and I know what you're saying. And uh, this is yeah, mm -hmm. Lee is saying what you're saying. Necro, yeah, whatever that yeah. says there. <laughs> That's what happens when you get the uh, recluse bite. Yeah, 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 that's just one of those things. The brown recluse could be nasty, man. My aunt had one, and they almost had to take her leg off. Hi, Ron. Yeah, hello, Ron. Rolls. Hi. He's part of, I believe it's, and hopefully I don't get this wrong, uh, RC Paranormal. Um, okay. Ron, if I got that wrong, I apologize. Um, I would... <laughs> I've seen so many paranormal names over the past week because of uh, my Twitter just started blowing up um, with wow. all kinds of paranormal nice. groups. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. so I'm seeing all these paranormal groups going through, and it's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I wish we could, like, put in a hard drive and, and uh, you know. And I don't know mm -hmm. what this is about, Creepy Uncle Scott. Oh, because he said... Okay, I get it. Um, you said that yeah. it felt like family. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's fine. I mean, I would, I, I would rather have a creepy Uncle Scott than some of the real uncles I had. Uh, I guarantee you that. I mean, I'll tell you what, man. Ooh, Lord. Yeah, don't get me started. RRLC. All right. So I forgot two, two initials. Um, yeah. So I was, I was half right. I got two out of four. There you go. So, yeah, there's you. nothing wrong with that, brother. Thank you, Matt, for for helping me out, Ron. I, I hope you'll forgive me. No, you're good. But uh, so I kind of lost track where we were. We you were speaking of your book, um, yeah, and the audio, uh, the site you can find your stuff at, and you plan on adding more. Um, is there uh, day coming up soon or just kind of in the process right now it's just a beginning process man you know okay. uh but the, the the stories are going to be out there i'm going to get all the stories together my, my goal is to get at least 500 stories comprised <laughs> and wow. get everything i'm not trying to have 525 stories comprised <laughs> and i want to oh god i'm you like know, um, <laughs> well and, and see my problem is man my, my problem is this. When I get in the middle of a story, uh, I'm sorry, I'm trying to find, there we go. When I get in the middle of a story, I think of another project that I want to do, and I get started on that. So I may have three things on the burner at once, and then I'm like, well, I got to go back and you know finish this, and I had to come back and do this. 
I need to start and stop one project and stop jumping around because that's the first thing in my mind anyways. I, no one told me, but I, I would imagine it's the first way of failure when you try to start too many projects at once, focus on one at a time. And so, um, go ahead. I, I see why you say that, but mm -hmm. I, I think you're wrong in that, just my opinion. I think you just do with what works for you. If, if doing five things at once, yeah. so be it. Um, yeah. Well, I can I can I can multitask, and um, I, I've never I've never been told that I have ADD, but you know, um, it's one of those things. Oh, pardon me. Uh, it's one of those things that, yeah, you know, sometimes I'll be thinking of one thought and then something else comes to mind. Like this, I've got this one. It's called Witch in the Water, and uh, it, it's it's about um, a woman who was traveling alone and it's again it's a story that i'm going to write uh she's traveling alone and she was infriended by this german um this german camp community whatever you want to call it in the 1700s and they took her in and all of a sudden things started happening in the community and so they said yeah this woman's a witch let's go ahead and kill her and so they kill her and they try to kill her they try to burn her and she won't burn they try to hang her and she won't hang and so they said, we'll put her in the water because we've baptized so many people there. It's got to be a holy place. And so they tie a rock around her ankle and they throw her in the water. And when the pond freezes over, everything freezes over except for the part where they threw this woman in. And it stays fresh. The water swirls and bubbles like a cauldron. Wow. And once, once it uh, once it, it thaws, then people start slowly dying left and right. The last person who dies leaves a leaves a box that they created and they carved on the outside of the box the Lord's Prayer. And on the inside is a warning, all written in German, to stay away from that location. And a treasure uh, a treasure hunter finds it, takes it, sells it. Uh, at a local uh, at a local um, store, and a woman buys it, opens it, and all of a sudden she starts having the witch comes in her house, and people around her start dying, and now, she's immune she's immune to it because the simple fact that she let the witch free, and then she when she finally realizes what it is after she gets the letter interpreted, after she gets the box interpreted, by that time it's too late, so she goes back to try to drown the box i guess she put the rocks the box back in the water and she confronts the witch i haven't been on that yet, but yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be a pretty cool, pretty cool story um i need to take on a different type of story in what i've read over the years that'd be cool i don't know if it's my computer or yours i'm sorry i don't know if it's me or you that's breaking up it's probably me because you know my uh, like I said, sometimes it goes in and out. So yeah, I see the little circle on my thing. Hope so, y'all yeah. heard that whole story. If you didn't, I apologize. We we did. Um, oh good. You maybe good. lost maybe the last five words maybe. Right. Uh, I was gonna say, do you have a location in mind for this? Because I got one in my mind that would almost fit perfect for what you're saying, and that's uh, no. Sheffield. Let me have it. Sheffield, Pennsylvania, would sounds like almost 
when you describe the situation, that's the first thing that came to my mind was Sheffield, Pennsylvania. They had a, a concentration camp there. Um, and there's a nice little antique store there that you could put in right downtown. You know, you know that'll work. Um, matter of fact, the one the the one story that I'm writing right now, um, Ghost in the Park, <clears throat> excuse me, it's a different take on Resurrection Mary. And I'm including a few local places like uh, in Bedford. It's called Bedford Park. Uh, the sheriff's deputy there. Also, um, Chet's uh, Melody Lounge, which is right across the street from Resurrection Cemetery. And then another place which really hits home to me, it's called uh, Southern Southern Bells. It's a little uh, stuffed POW camp. Yeah, I think I've heard about that. Um, in Sheffield, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, th this is different. This is an encampment. Like, this is like a, a community of people, so it's not really a, a POW yeah. camp. But uh, I'll be more than happy to check that out. Maybe I can get some information from that. And, and who knows? Maybe the story will evolve to that, you know? Um, and these people were held against their will or just held because they thought they were, you know, because um, around that time frame, the story that I want to do it is a 1600, 1700. So, you know, they could think that they're uh, sympathizers to the crown. So, hey, you never know where this is going to go. Um. Now, I was going to do this a while ago, but we got caught up in our conversation. And See, I knew I, as soon as I, I told, seen, uh, I, I told you five, five hours would go before you know it, man. I right. guarantee you that. But I don't want to well, get you in trouble either. But yeah, no, it's been no, wonderful. Good, but I want to, this is what I'm getting to is, uh, yeah. I knew Matt was, as soon as he said this, I knew it was heading to this. So let me take care of this real quick. All right. <laughs> If you find any value in this video and you've been watching, give me a like, uh, a thumbs up or heart or whatever you do on the platform you are because we are streaming to YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter at the moment. So they all have their own different like buttons. And uh, oh, wonderful. wonderful. Definitely could use a subscriber um, on yeah. all of the above. So yeah. take the moment to like, share, and subscribe. I don't like to throw them all in, but... Matt likes to throw them all in, so I'll take one from his page. <laughs> but uh, no, we still have some time. I mean, we're we're definitely not pushing that time. If we're going towards time frame as I was trying, we still have like another fifteen minutes. Yeah. So, um, well, and like I said, I, that's just a loose time frame. We're not on no specific time. I'm just not trying to be three hours again. <laughs> right. No. No. I understand, brother. I totally do. And I, uh, the mosquitoes are starting to come out too. So, you know, my legs look like I got chicken pox right now. So I completely understand where you're coming from. Well, but, I definitely appreciate you taking the time to, to bail me out because, um, I appreciate it, but probably not as much as these guys. I mean, they can only stand me sitting here looking around going, um, um, did you guys hear about the <laughs> Buffalo hey, Bills thing today? Talk about paranormal. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it is it is very hard trust me i've tried it it's very hard to talk 40 minutes by yourself let alone doing a whole hour it's mm -hmm. not easy you know and if you can do it kudos to you um you know i found it very hard as an amateur podcaster it's difficult because you talk about what you want to talk about in the first 10 15 minutes and then you're left all right what are we talking about now so then, you yeah, know <laughs> 
Right, you know, and so it's one of those things that, yeah, I, I totally understand where you're coming from. And that's why I try to lend myself whenever I see anybody post something like that because, man, I know I've been there. I've had to cancel shows before. And you cancel too many shows, people don't watch you anymore, you know? Um, so, yeah, anytime you need a guest, Matt, anybody else out there, anytime you need a guest, hit me up. You know, William David Pritchard, whatever the case might be, I'm I'm always willing to talk. Um, like I said, you know, I, I can talk any subject. Bigfoot, UFO, Loch Ness, so, conspiracy, ghost, you name so, it, I got it. So what's the, the one paranormal do you really enjoy doing the most? Uh, Bigfoot, UFO, anyone trump the other? Well, my, my heart goes out for ghosts, bro. You know, I got to say that. But honestly, if I had to choose between any of them, I, I think I would have to say UFOs right now. Because, you know, UFOs, if, if it is real, right, it's something that you can see it's tangible with your eyes. You know, you see it an alien flying and ship flying in the air and you see an alien in front of you, something tangible that you can actually see. Other people can see. But not only that, there's so much data that the government has covered up on it. And so much, so many stories that the government claims it didn't happen. And so many things, uh, people's lives have completely in some cases been ruined that you have to ask yourself, there's something there. there there's yeah. something there. Um, there. There's something there. Well, you know, even, if, even if you're just uh, sitting back, relaxing, watching the sky for hours, and, and I mean, that cannot be bad. <laughs> yeah. And this is why I say to, to the skeptics out there who don't believe in UFOs, to the skeptics out there who maybe doubt what I say, whatever the case might be, think about this. And I'll leave this as a nugget for you to chew on tonight. If there wasn't anything, as soon as the story was printed, if it was just a test base and all this other stuff like that, as soon as the story was printed, the government would have picked it up and ran with it like a quarterback or like, like a running back to the front line to make a touchdown. Why? Because they want to keep at that place, Roswell, they want to keep it private. If it is a test base, they don't want people snooping around it. So they say, yeah, it was UFO. That's all it was. Everybody, UFO, that's right. We got all this proof and all this stuff and everything like that. Here, we'll prove it to you. Here it is. 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 No, they covered it up. And by covering it up, they went back to the... 19, I think 1941, I think it was, whenever it was happening in Roswell. They got the publisher to withdraw and destroy the front page and go with another page that same day. They put it out in the evening news, which they'd never done before. And it was the only time that they did that. They said it was a weather balloon. So, yeah, we had yeah. it all wrong. I'm sorry. It wasn't a UFO. It was a weather balloon. Amazing, isn't it? It is. If it was something, if there was something there that they wanted to keep hidden from the Japanese, from the Germans, from the Russians, and whoever else was involved uh, at that particular time frame, they would have ran with the UFO story. Mm -hmm. 
I agree. Something, I believe. something to think about. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah. We're. I don't think this show is ready for politics, but uh, I'm maybe. Sorry, uh, no, no, you're good. But but um, and, it, wasn't, and, it wasn't that big of a rant. It was good. It's fine. Um, yeah. If it would have been 45 minutes, well, then yeah, that probably would have been something. But nah, you're yeah. good. Here's the only thing I got to say to that, okay? And I won't say no more, all right? When, when it comes to both A, UFOs, and when it comes to conspiracy theories, especially the one I have in mind, which I won't mention because then I'll really be going. Um, Any hints? You can't. I'm sorry? Any hints? Because I go through a lot I, of theories. And your head, I'll get, <clears throat> what's on your mind? <laughs> uh, I'll give you a good hint. And I'm pretty sure everybody will be able to pick it up in a heartbeat. Uh, Kevin Costner started it as a attorney in Louisiana, which was the only person that was actually bringing to court a trial against this incident that happened in 1960s. Okay. I thought you were going to say number 17, but you went a different mm. direction. <laughs> no. That's uh, my big one. That, that right there. Uh, when, 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 you have, when, when you have UFOs or when you have that one involved, you have to look at the government and you have to unfortunately get a little bit political. It doesn't mean that you have to get very political. I hate doing that because there's so many different political views out there and it makes you look like a hack sometimes. So mm. I don't like to go there, but when you talk about UFOs, you can't help but talk about the cover-up. I mean, uh, it, it, it is one of those things that it is the, I'm not going to say a cornerstone of it, but it's there. You know, it's, a, it, it's like my daddy used to say, it's the 800-pound gorilla in the room. Uh, um, what I'm going to say to this is, mm -hmm. Lee, if you want to, you should be part of, we, we should be doing the good old boys on the porch again. And Man. that's where we got to go with that. <laughs> that works with me. And uh, Lee, I'm game if you are. Uh, I'm sure he's probably not going to be happy that I bring this up because I, I feel like he's probably willing to let this die. But we had started and we never concluded a series on YouTube called the good old boys on the porch or good old boys on the porch. That the sounds like that, that, that sounds like something I would most definitely watch and hope and I would hope to be a part of. Well, um, we'll see what goes on. <laughs> Maybe if we could convince them to, to do it. And it was pretty, so the setup was going to be pretty similar to, uh, like we were the one night, the first show you've seen of us, but instead of so much paranormal, just about whatever topic at the time, we were sitting back having a few beers and just talking about talk. <laughs> we'll do it, you know, absolutely. I got no, I got no problem with that whatsoever, man. Um, and I, I would love to watch it, you know, as long as I got a charge cable for my phone and I got a plug nearby, man, I'm game. I'll watch it all night long. I'll watch it from beginning to the end. Uh, it's a good concept, and you never know. Maybe Lee will agree. We're starting to get requests for it from you and Matt now. 
Oh, oh boy. Oh no. You know, but it's what I was talking about, brother. That's what I was talking about. Um, I think the reason why people love to listen to good old boys talk is because, well, you know, you got the country humor in there, but also they are real people, real Americans. And we think like everyone else does out there. We're not talking heads. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, sir. And it, and it, and, but when it comes to the paranormal, too, you know, I ain't some dude that's behind the camera, you know, and I have nothing against those guys. I just don't watch paranormal shows, but I, I'm not some dude going in a haunted house saying yeah, everything's haunted. No, I'm, I'm mm. a normal guy talking about my experiences, what happened, my theories. You, you want to believe it? Fine. If you don't, I ain't going to lose any sleep over it. And so it's one of those things that I, I think people really resonate with that because they're like, hey, these people talk like I do. You know, and I think people are looking for that right now, you know, in, in, in everything, not just the paranormal, but in everything. You know? I, I, I agree. Um, I think the social media really took big hit on being yeah. useful. But now I think it's starting to swing back for people to realize that just what you said, there, there are more of us that's the same than there is different. Right. So, right. yeah. um, speaking of that, um, well, okay, maybe not so much speaking of that, but when you were when you were saying what you're just saying, it made me think about. Um, you said you wouldn't lose no sleep over something, and it made me think about the time when I put a video up uh, for my group Wasp. Um, mm -hmm. It was this what we called an orb, and we don't say that on much of anything. This thing what? had its own flight path. It went underneath the door and back out of the door and all that. And mm -hmm. uh, just an interesting thing. We put it online. And so simple thing. And people accused us of CGI and such. <laughs> We're like, uh, you don't think that we would have came up with something more than a white dot? We, you know, we would have had dancing skeletons or something, <laughs> you know? Here's the thing. If you're going to do CGI, why in, that, why in God's name would you do a white dot? I would That's do a what? nurse standing there with no legs with blood coming out of her nose. I mean, no why doubt. am I going to waste my time on a white dot? Or, you know? or, or even something a little more, you know, believable. Yeah. I mean, I, I like to pride myself in having a little more imagination than that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, you know, and, and again, I, I think it also lends credence too. You know, anytime you put something out there, if you got somebody who has who has uh, who has skin in the game, or that may be better than theirs, or maybe that they haven't been able to produce anything, um, they're always going to discredit it. You know, mm -hmm. and, and instead of saying, "Hey, you know, you know, I don't think this is what it is," and just leave it at that. No, they try to discredit the individual and make him look like an idiot. I, you know, sure. there's no need. There, there's no need for that, man. I and mean, you don't. Where, uh, me and Matt. And many people, we're not definitely not the ones that coined this phrase, but uh, Matt's mm -hmm. definitely been going out with Para Unity. He's really pushing it hard. I bring yeah. it up, and uh, yeah, I'm gonna look. Scary. I'm gonna look for the video. I have it on video that my wife and I captured in Oakwood Cemetery. Now, when you look at any of our pictures, you're gonna see that we always investigate uh, during the daytime. Oh, did you lose me again? No, you're there. Okay. You're going to notice that we always investigate during the daytime. 
And there's a reason for that. And the reason for that is not because we're afraid to go out at night, but because we could never get permission to go out at nighttime. But the daytime, it's open. So that's why we investigate during the daytime. And the reason why we couldn't get permission is some of the locations are so historic here in Texas that they don't really have an owner. And so you can't just call and say, hey, can I investigate your place? Or if you do, go and investigate a place. Like one was a historic place. Uh, it was not the oldest cemetery in Texas, but it's where there's a lot of governors that are buried there. They're like, we, we don't want you coming here because we don't want that kind of influence. You know, so we said, okay, well, we won't do that then. We won't even go during the daytime. But anyways, getting, getting back to what I was saying, we caught an orb one time, and it was pretty interesting. The orb, it was, it was traveling, and you could see it in the distance. It came, and it, it, took a, it, it took a course, and it went right in front of the camera, and it went back to you know, the direction it was coming. Well, as it went back to the direction, here comes this bird in the scene, follows the orb around the tree twice, and then finally the orb gets in front of it. It absorbs into the tree, and the bird comes around and flies around again, can't find it, and takes off. Wow. So that's the only time that we've ever, that we've ever said, yeah, this was an orb. And it backed up something that both Melissa and I saw. We were getting ready to go set up this place. And it wasn't the oldest part of Oakwood Cemetery, but it was a part of Oakwood Cemetery that we hadn't investigated. And so I said, I'm just going to set up a camera here. And the reason why I did, because we're walking and both of us, we look, there's a white orb about the size of a tennis ball going right in front of us. And I'm like, if I don't set up something here, I'm an amateur. So I, I set up a video camera there, and, and that's what we caught. So it confirmed what we saw, and it was pretty cool, too, you know. Um, I've got it on my YouTube page, and I'll share it to – I'll be more than happy to share it to a guest of uh, Matt and Scott so everybody can take a gander at it and tell me what nice. you think. Uh, you know, I haven't even told anybody you have a YouTube page. Go ahead and promote it. The name of it is William David. I go by my first and middle name, William David, on my YouTube page. And there's a reason for that. It, it, the, the first page I had was locked, and I couldn't. I had to start a new one, so William David. But that's, what I, that's, my, that's my YouTube name. And we've got all our videos on there. Um, we even have a, some, a few videos that I did from our radio show. Um, and we did um, a couple of videos, like one was for uh, Haunted Salem. And we had her on talking about Lizzie Borden. So we did two. We did an intro. And then we did an EVP session on the show. And then I went back and I uh, listened to the show. And I, I documented and cataloged all the EVPs that we had come in over the, over the air. And so I put, that on the, I put that on a video and I shared it too as well. So if you want me to, I'll be, I'll be more than happy to share that to you too. Yeah, definitely so, do. And uh, I recommend everybody take time and, and go check out his stuff on YouTube. Click a like on his stuff and, and no. uh, subscribe. I mean, I'm really, I'm, I'm, I'm really proud. Um, our, our most watched video has about 11 or 1200 views. 
and that that's the one uh, from um, oh geez, what's the name of that place here? Black Swan Inn. Uh, I don't in think Santa I've heard Florida. that. Yeah, and so we went there. We actually were invited by this one team, and I'm not going to go into it because I don't think you know. There's it's not even a waste of my time. Hmm. But they they want. I I put together my own my own stuff. And I didn't share it with anybody because I wanted our team to get credit. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm. That's all I'm going to say. But anyways, I put together all of the stuff that we did on our team. My wife and at the time uh, her uh, friend and her husband. We went out there and son. We went out there to do an investigation. It was about five hours. We got there like at uh, ten o'clock at night. And we left at like four o'clock in the morning. We would have stayed longer. But uh, Melissa had injured her back the, uh, earlier in the afternoon the day before. Yeah, so her, her, her thing was like sitting down doing EVP. She wanted to walk around, but she just couldn't. Her back just wouldn't let her. And so, um, but yeah, we went ahead and um, I put together the footage. And it's funny because in a place like that, you would think that you would capture a whole lot. And we did. We captured enough, but we had more personal stories than we did actual, um, you know, investigation, uh, you know, stuff that we captured. Uh, we got a few EVPs, but the one thing that we caught is at the end, and I, the way I put it together, I put from the beginning, you know, not so great, uh, maybe it was a little bit better, this one was a little bit better, and then mm-hmm. the coup de Gracie at the end, is and it's about seven or eight pictures and basically you just see a shadow there right and okay. so it goes through different phases of the shadow well i speed it up three different speeds and when you speed it up at like a millisecond apart it actually goes like a, a movie right and right. so when you speed it up you see the shadow into the room and it stops, it looks at us, it turns around, and it exits the room. And what's cool about it is it looks like it's got one of those long flowing dresses with the, you know, the big stuff around it. And right. so it hoops around and you see the dress just exit the picture. And it's a beautiful catch. It really is nice. It's probably one of the best things that we've ever caught. And I know what I'll be watching tonight. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I caught it, and, and, and this is one thing I always talk about, too, and I, I'm sorry. I know we're going along, and I apologize. No, you're good. But um, we, we, we've developed a technique where we take pictures in our peripheral vision. We don't take pictures straight on. We take it in peripheral vision, and a lot of the stuff that we captured is in peripheral vision. And the reason why we did that, when we first got into the paranormal, what is the one thing that you hear? I saw something out of the corner of my eye. How many times have you heard that? Probably a million and one. So I said, you know, I'm, I'm going to teach myself, train myself to take photographs just in that field of vision. And a lot of the stuff that we captured have been in that field of vision. And so it's one of those things that um, that's, that, that's our forte. That, that's what we do. When I go snap photographs, either left or right, it's in that field of vision. Um, now when we do EVPs, we basically, we used to hold the EVP device 
Now we set it down on something so it's a more of a pure, more of a clean capture. And what I mean by that is if you're fidget with your device, like I'm fidgeting with my phone right now, you're probably hearing that, or maybe you could hear this or my microphone. You could hear that with my thumb. Right. Well, most electronic device, uh, electronic uh, re digital recording devices are so sensitive that if you just just move it, it's going to pick it up. Correct. And and so what we do is when we do EVPs now, we set it on something that is stationary, like let's say a, a headstone. And I do that for two reasons. First is so that way you don't hear that scratching and hissing that you get when you're holding a electronic voice box or whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. And second, use it as a tri trigger object to hopefully capture something in the paranormal. And one time we got that, uh, we've got something and I heard a voice whisper faintly say, get that blankety blank thing off of me. <laughs> and I mean, hey, if you got video of it, if you got video evidence of it, and if you can, if you can show it and it's there and you capture it and you've got at least two things that you can show that you can prove, that there was no one else there with you, if there's two or three or more things that you can back up, something that you capture, right? that's good. And we had three things. My wife took a picture of me, so we know where she was. And she mm -hmm. took a picture of me facing the uh, cemetery, facing the thing. She also took a picture of the EVP device that was on the headstone. And I had a video tape going of the device at the same time. And I looked up, and if you match them up from the video to where the device was, that's where you got your EVP. And there was no one there, and my wife took the pictures. There was no one standing in front of me or beside me. So it was just one of those things. Yeah, it, wow. it, was, it was a pretty good capture, you know. So we ran with that. and But, yeah, you know, there's experiences that we've done in the paranormal field and everything, and um, we're pretty proud of, you know. Now, there's a piece of equipment that we just got. Well, it's been a while now, but um, mm -hmm. we uh, got through game, uh, not GameStop, but Ghost Stop. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> I don't think I've ever done this, but the links for my Ghost Stop affiliate account is in the description below. But anyways, right. uh, it's a it's a watch that does EVP sessions. Well, yeah. you know, records and. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it frees up your hands. And you're not getting that mm -hmm. that noise that you're speaking of. Um, the only yeah. difference is don't wear a jacket or something with it. Right, but right. I like it because it's with you the whole time, and uh, your hands are free to do whatever. And uh, mm -hmm. and so it's pretty neat. It's a pretty nice piece of uh, equipment. Then now, can you still see me, or are we like just strictly audio right now? I can see you. You're you're pretty dark. Okay. So I'm, I'm assuming the sun's setting. You're getting bit up. Yeah, yeah. It's the sun is setting. I'm getting bit up, and my wife come over here has a, it has a something to tell me. So, um, I, I want to stay on for a little while longer, but at the same time frame, man, my legs are gonna look raw tomorrow morning. 
Why don't but, we um, just go ahead and and plan on in the future a part two and uh Okay. And, you know, we'll we'll just go ahead with that. Right. You know what? And in, in the meantime frame, I'll go find all the video that I've been talking about and I'll send it to you. Uh, I'll, I'll share it to you either uh, via chat or I can just go ahead and put it on uh, your guest of uh, Mar um, uh, Scott and uh, Mike. Uh, I'm sorry, Mark. And, uh, oh, God. Scott and Matt. Uh, Scott and Muttley. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Scott and Muttley. I'll do that and I'll send that to you guys. So that way you guys can. Uh, uh, can enjoy it or critique it or delete it, whatever you want to do. I'll do that and uh, we'll go from there. Um, you have everybody saying great show, have a good evening, and things like that. Oh, so. Yeah, because my, my screen froze. Uh, I'm, I'm dead <laughs> in the water here. I can't see nothing. I can see you. Uh, wow. I'm at one uh, right now, I'm at 128.02 on the ticker, and that's where it froze. And I know for a fact that we are well over uh, an hour and 45 minutes because it's 8.15 right now. We started at 6.30, so, yeah. It's so. about an hour and 41 minutes, so. Yeah. Well, hey, you know what? You can say this, guy. Me and Matt were on air for an hour and 18 minutes, so we broke the record. Yeah, well, yeah, let's see. Uh, maybe the next time we'll have you on for eight hours. Uh, that works with me, brother. I'll be more than happy to talk about anything you want to talk about, man. Uh, next time, what we'll do is, uh, instead of speaking of these things, uh, we'll set it up to where you can show some of these videos right on the feed. And, and I'll, I'll I'll look for them. I'll, I'll I'll save them on a link to you know, and I'll I'll no, no, share no, each and every uh, one of them. No, all you have to do is. Uh, um, I'll pull them up on your YouTube if you tell me which videos okay. to do, and, and work. Go right from there, I, I'll take control of that. That way, you don't have to worry okay. about your phone and all that. Okay, cool. Cool. I know if it's on YouTube or Facebook, it's no issue. Yeah, I agree. And brother, it's been a pleasure talking to you. God bless you and your family up 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 north. You guys stay Thank safe. You. Same with and you. I'm Same I'm gonna you. go. Yeah, thank you. I'm going to go and put some calamine lotion on my legs now. Oh, <laughs> sorry you got bit up. And, uh... Uh, I did, but you know what, man? I'm willing to take one for the team, so that way I can talk uh, my uh, about this beautiful world called the paranormal, man. Uh, I'm more than happy to take one for the team. Yeah, I really appreciate that. I really You're welcome, do. brother. Hey, You're welcome, have a good brother. night, and I'll talk to you later. God bless, bro. Stay God spooky, man. Will do. Okay, folks. Um... It was, I will have to really say that um, I am happy that William was willing to come on and, and save me from just talking to you guys about anything and nothing. And <laughs> see, he's not even on. I'm already stumbling through the words and such. Uh, a very, very excellent show. Um man with a lot of knowledge about the paranormal and, and uh, odds and ends in life. So uh, he made this hour and 45 minute show seem like 10 minutes. It was really, really an excellent conversation. Uh, I really appreciate you guys in the chat, you know, Matt, uh, turning the favors on me with the, uh, with the uh, management tips to do duck lips and, uh, and uh, 
thanks to, to do the likes and all that. <laughs> I'm usually on his case about doing that kind of stuff. And here I go for over an hour not doing it. Um, fedoras and cupcakes. <laughs> um, not quite. Uh, so if you've been here the whole show, I'd like you to do me a favor and type how about type in the comments that you're a diehard fan. Don't ask me what that means. It's been a long day. Uh, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go ahead and wrap this up. You guys, uh, uh, my next show I believe is going to have a reoccurring guest, um, Dale. We have to submit through the through the uh, the show title for us is Fedora and the Cupcake. <laughs> okay. Um, Dale, I believe, is going to be on again. If not, my next show, within the next couple of shows. So I really look forward to having a part two with him. I mean, that's going to be amazing to have him on again. Uh, oh, Dale. <laughs> you, you, Oh, boy. He caught me talking about you. So we'll cement the details, Dale, and uh, and get that 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 out for people to to know. Um, so everybody have a wonderful, great night, and uh, I will see you all soon. Um, okay, guys, if I can figure out how to end this again, I will do so. Bye, guys. Thank you for joining. Um.